Girl on Purpose Radio, episode number 12. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose Radio. My name is Vivian Tenorio. I am the former CEO of Signature Flan, turned radio and TV host. And each and every weekday, you are given the opportunity to join me and my amazing guest as we share our spirited stories of our successes, our failures, as well as incredible tips and insights for starting a business and finding fulfillment. We are definitely opening up our playbooks and paving the way for you to take our lead. Thank you for spending this time with me. Now let's get started. All right, you guys, do I have a treat for you on today's show? I have the owner of Southern Culture Artisan Foods. Her name is Erica Barrett. She is fabulous. I just loved her, her energy, her passion. You can hear it. You can feel it. She is one of those entrepreneurs who you guys need to be watching because in a year we are going to be just amazed by what she has done. She has done so much and just a little over two years, I believe, that her company's been in business. I mean, she has TJ Maxx, Nordstrom, Marshalls, QVC, some Whole Foods stores. She was just featured on Shark Tank. So you guys are going to get a lot of information. She shares how she landed some of these stores. She talks about Shark Tank and some tips about being on the show. So there is a lot of information. You guys grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, and take some notes. This lady is pretty fabulous, and I will definitely be following along to watch her success and her just take over the world with her products. So if you are an entrepreneur or someone that's thinking about launching a business, I definitely recommend you follow along. I think that you'll not only find her products fabulous, but I think that you'll also find inspiration and motivation in in Erica herself. So here's the episode. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Girl on Purpose. On today's show, fresh off the show, Shark Tank, I have Erica Barrett. Welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you. How are you, Vivian? I'm so excited. I'm doing very well. I know you guys are crazy there at your facilities, filling all the orders from the show Shark Tank. So let me tell the listeners just a little bit about you. You started the company Southern Culture Artisan Food. So one Saturday morning, you're making breakfast for your husband and you go to the grocery That's store right. for some supplies and things are missing. So that day you become an entrepreneur. So give us some more details about the story. Give us some information about your personal story as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Vivian, I've been cooking since I was about nine years old. Um, I'm originally from Mobile, Alabama, a small city, um, but a place where food uh, plays a big part. So I found a passion for cooking at a very young age. Um, Fast forward, I had recently gotten married um, and was really just trying to cook and be a great wife. And one morning I head out to the grocery store to make uh, me and my husband's favorite pancakes. Um, and I wanted to grab all of these great ingredients. I always believed that, you know, great food starts with great ingredients. Um, so, you know, I went to my local grocery store, got the best flour. I wanted to use organic flour, uh, pure cane sugar, kosher salt, you know, all of those great things. Um, and I get happy at the grocery store and pick up all of these things. And I get to the register and my bill is, is over $30. And I'm thinking, well, might as well, you know, we should have just went out. Um, and I, you know, I looked around. And I wondered, like, why aren't there quality pancake and waffle mixes uh, mm-hmm. currently on the shelf? Um, you know, and then why aren't they flavored? 
you know? So I started asking all of these questions. Um, and then from there, I just, I left the grocery store literally obsessed. Um, and as I get back home and I'm making pancakes uh, for my husband, and he's eating, he's like, oh, they're delicious. I was just like, I came up with this crazy idea. Um, and I said, you know, I've, I've always loved food. I had been doing cooking contests and things of that nature. I got it. I have an idea. And he said, you know, anything that you do with food, because it's your passion, you'll do extremely well. Uh, so he encouraged me. And I literally, you know, after we ate breakfast, I started doing research on designs. How do I get UPCs? And I just became obsessed. And I did a lot of research on the Internet and a lot of testing. Um, and Southern Culture Foods was born. Um, our flagship product was short sex pancake and waffle mix. Um, and from there, um, you know, I worked on getting labels. I found a designer. Um, I, I literally became obsessed with um, creating this product. Um, but as I started to create the pancake and waffle mix, and I wanted to do so many things in the beginning, but I had to kind of focus on one thing. Um, I thought about the way that pancakes were currently um, manufactured and created and what I did and didn't like about it. So I thought, you know, why are they putting powdered eggs and powdered milk? And I started to do research on, um, you know, what those things do to you. Uh, and I decided to leave out powdered eggs. I totally rebuilt um, what traditional pancakes in a box was. You know, I wanted to have have some scratch flavor. So it, it took me a lot of time, about nine months, and then I was able to bring my product to market. Uh, but then I had to find somewhere to sell it. Every farmer's market in Atlanta turned me down. <laughs> um, so how disturbing is that? I, I got turned down by farmer's markets. And then um, finally one farmer's market told me, she said, you know, to be honest with you, I don't think this will be great in a farmer's market. I think you'll be better in retail. Won't you go to your local Whole Foods, you know? And I did just that, and, and that took some time. Um, and, then, and in the meantime, as I was applying to go to Whole Foods, um, I found out about uh, this event called the Atlanta Nosh. So it was almost like an outdoor farmer's market, but it was like a tasting. Um, you know, we can taste all of these great creations by people that were aspiring to kind of get into the food industry. Um, and it took place at Atlantic Station, which is a, a nice shopping area down in Atlanta. Um, and there, um, I actually met a sales rep for America Smart here in Atlanta. And she said, you know, I love your product. I think it will sell very well, um, you know, at our home and gift show. And I'm thinking, oh, just another sales. And everybody has a service they want to sell me. I'm trying to sell my pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I just took a card and I kept the card, but I kind of ignored it. And, uh, you know, then I got to talking to more people. And they said, well, you know, you should think about it. Have you heard of Atlanta Home and Gift Mart? And I said, yeah, sales rep stopped by and told me about it. Um, so, you know, I just kept going back to this America Smart thing. So finally, I reached out to another food company here in Atlanta. Uh, it was Bella Kachina, uh, owned by Lisa Berry, and a uh, very, very nice lady. And I reached out to her and I said, you know, hey, you know, I would love to see what you think about America Smart. You've been doing it for a long time. What are your thoughts? She said, you know, it's my biggest show. So I was told. And I had to, next I had to convince my husband. And, you know, I took money out of uh, my 401k savings, which is a big no-no. But for me, it's just, you know, this is my, my shot. Um, and then my husband, I asked him to match me, can you give me the rest of the money? And, you know, he told me, he said, um, you know, if you don't do well with this, you know, I don't want any more ideas. You know, I'm going to give you the money for this. This better work. <laughs> I had two weeks to prepare for America Smart. I went to Target, grabbed bookcases, uh, went to Vistaprint, got banners, found a way to get a tracer floor, um, found a designer on Craigslist. And in two weeks, I had two weeks for this show. Uh, we showed up at America Smart for our first show, and we did $80,000 from that show, and that put me in business. What? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Erica? <laughs> it put me in business. <laughs> Lady, that is amazing. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You just went after it and made it happen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? 
always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And, you know, it's so funny. I just had a friend that visited for the Shark Tank viewing party, and she reminded me even in college. She's like, Erica, do you remember we used to sell plates out of our room? And I was like, we used to sell plates? She's like, yeah, you remember we used to bake macaroni and cheese and sell all these southern specialties? Um, and I didn't remember it, and I, I still don't remember everything. She's just like, yeah, we sold entire residents because we were, um, you know, we were RAs in our dorms. Um, and, you know, even going back talking to my mom, she said, you know, and this is, I, I do remember as a kid, I would always go up to her hair salon some weekends and sell chicken fingers and hot dogs. So I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I love food, but I never connected the dots. Right. Um, you know, it's almost, it's almost like I've been training all of my life for something that I was supposed to be doing. Right, right. Um, and now as I put the pieces together, um, and I talked to my mom and said, friends and family, they remind me of conversations that I've had with them throughout my life that led me to this moment that I didn't even realize that I was having. Wow, what a great yeah, story. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So you're now in TJ Maxx Marshalls. I was watching you on QVC, so your bacon and your pancakes, yeah. and it was great. And, and you're in some of yeah. the Whole Foods. So all this happened before Shark Tank, correct? Yeah, all of that happened before Shark Tank. All, all of that happened before Shark Tank. So tell us, how did you approach, you know, those are big time retailers. So how did you approach them and how did you land those first big ones? Um, it, it was at America Smart. So we picked up Nordstrom there. Um, we picked up Fab, um, which is a online curated site and did very well with them. Um, we picked up a lot of those retailers and specialty stores at our first America Smart show. Um, from there, my husband, he's a software developer by day and, you know, on weekends and sometimes during the day he makes cold calls and he's very passionate about what I'm doing. So I think he just in turn becomes a great salesman. Um, so he actually cold called TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Um, i never forget the first morning that they called. Uh, it was 8 o'clock in the morning. No one really calls us that early. He's just like, someone just called. He's just like, this number is in Massachusetts. And I think it might be TJ Maxx. So he called it back, and it was operated for TJ Maxx. He's like, dang it, I think it was the buyer calling me back. I've been trying to reach her. Um, so he was very upset the entire day. He's just like, I missed a call. I will never miss another call at 8 a.m. in the morning. And the buyer actually called back the next, uh, the next day and requested samples. From there, um, probably about three weeks later, they gave us a purchase order. Um, and I think that first purchase order was about $19,000. Um, and it was huge, and we were so excited. Um, we didn't know how to ship and didn't know how to do all those things, but we figured it out. You know, we brought family and friends together um, and just kind of moved from there. So the rest of it just came from going door-to-door. I had another friend that uh, joined the company probably about six months after I was already on the market, um, and he was a friend from Target, and I told him that I started the company. We we're just catching up. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. And I said, you know, I started this company, and you know I love food, and I've talked about being an entrepreneur. And he said, well, I want to come work for you. And I said, well, how about you just come and stop by the kitchen, and we'll talk. And he just kind of helped us label cups and lids and all those great things. And um, he said, you know, I want to work for you. I said, well, we can't pay anybody. I mean, it's just me and my husband right now. <laughs> we were doing everything. He said, well, I'll work for free. I said, you'll work for free. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> Why don't you just go work somewhere else? He said, no, I believe in it. I'll work for free. And, um, you know, still to this day, um, Mike is with us, and uh, he's my business manager. And he actually went out and sold the rest of the Whole Foods throughout Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, door-to-door. Wow. Um, you know what it is, Erica, is your passion and your love for it is so contagious. People are just yeah. gravitate to you because they want to be a part of that excitement that is happening there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, so let's talk Shark Tank. You were just yeah. on Shark Tank. Once that show aired, what did that do for your business? Uh, it's like a, a 
for me, we have we use Shopify for our e-commerce store, and me and my husband compared it to being a slot machine <laughs> that was just winning. Wow. Um, orders came in by the minute. We actually we instantly saw the sales go up per minute. Even though we would go and have a conversation, come back in the room, and you know another thousand dollars and another, you know, so. Um, it's been amazing. We haven't, we're still working on the QVC order. So all of our customers, uh, their orders will be going out toward, later towards the end of the week. Uh, we'll be getting those out to our customers. Um, one of the things that I've learned very quickly is Shark Tank will force you to learn lessons very quickly. Um, we've always, um, you know, we've had our e-commerce store for about two years. Um, and we've never had a complaint about shipping. But, you know, as things air, our customers say, well, we want better shipping rates. And today I had a meeting with UPS, and instantly, you know, we're going to now save our customers about 3 to $5 on shipping just by going to, you know, UPS Shorepost. But our, my, I, what I've learned is that my customers are teaching me how to run my business, and, and Shark Tank customers are teaching me how to, you know, better run my business. So um, it's, uh, it's been amazing. I'm, I'm doing a, a radio show on Saturday. I've been invited to be a keynote speaker wow. <laughs> um, in May at a uh, the con- at a com- uh, a conference. So all of these great things are happening, you know, from Shark Tank. Um, a lot of it's happening from QVC as well. But uh, Shark Tank was really a platform for me to tell my story, um, which I was very excited about telling. I don't know if you can tell <laughs> when you're watching the show, but um, a lot of people ask me about that experience, and I have one word for it: it's amazing. So what tips would you have? So if someone's thinking about going on the show, what tips would you have to prepare? Uh, The first thing is know your numbers. Uh, I watched Shark Tank from season one all the way to season five up until my episode. I analyzed every single one. I wrote down questions from every single episode. I bought subscriptions from, uh, you know, ABC on YouTube to watch all of those episodes. And I watched, I studied, the, um, you know, the investors. What are their personality traits? What type of questions would they ask me, you know? And that's why I think, you know, when you look at the show that I answered the question so well, I, I kind of overprepared. I became obsessed. But, um for anyone, the first thing is know your numbers, understand your business, and learn as much as you can from the show um, before applying for the show. Because once you apply, you're really putting yourself out there. And you don't want to go too early. You want to go at the right time. Right. Uh, and Vivian, I don't know if you know this, I applied for season four. Didn't make it all the way through. Mm. They loved my concept, loved my business. The producers told me that I need to get more sales. Um, and that kind of helped me make that decision to go to America Smart as well, because um, because I I got upset. I, and who likes rejection? No one does. Mm-hmm. But you know, from every experience, you you learn how to get better and better. So um, I didn't make it through season four. I was about to fly out to taping, and you know, I got the bad news, and I cried for a little bit. And then my husband said, "Well, go get sales. You know, there's a man. Not you know, it not supporting you most of the time. Well, go get sales. You got to work harder." So right. um, then eight months later, they call back. And eight months later, I had done tremendously with sales. I was, you know, I went to a trade show in Dubai by that time. I had, you know, went to another America Smart show. Um, I went to the Fancy Food show. All of this within eight months. <laughs> I had went to Canada, started exporting. All within eight months because um, I wanted to prove that I deserved the right to be on that show as well. I wanted the exposure and, and, and wanted to be able to partner with um, a millionaire you you have to have that passion and that drive and the ability to outwork, you know, anybody else in your industry. And when you do that, the producers hear it. They hear the passion and the energy. I mean, you continue to move from round to round to round because they cut the entire time. Um, I don't know if, if everyone's familiar with how competitive Shark Tank is, but they say about 
40,000 people apply, 170 go to taping, and about 70 air. Wow. So you think about, when you think about those numbers, you really have to, it's all or nothing. You know, so you have to put all of your energy into it or you'll get nothing out of the experience and you won't get results. So um, that's my advice. So you launched in 2012, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, I did. And you have done more than some people do in 10 years. <laughs> how <laughs> how are you, where is all this energy coming from? Are you just that passionate and that obsessed with your company that you just don't sleep or what are you, what are you doing over there? <laughs> um, I am convinced, Vivian, that my purpose in life is to reinvent people's experience with food. Um, that's what I believe. And I work every day to kind of recreate um, and innovate what's going on in the food industry. Um, and I ask questions, why isn't this done? Why hasn't this never been done? And why does this cost so much? And why does this, you know, if I ask these questions, and when you ask questions, you have to find answers. And those answers become solutions. Those solutions turn into products. Um, my passion and drive comes from being happy, doing what I love. Um, and I love food. I've always been passionate about food. Everyone that knows me knows that Erica loves food. You know, with, if you ask me how to get to my house, I'm going to say, if you see McDonald's here, make a right by Arby's and then a left at Burger King and you'll be at my house. That's, the way, that's just <laughs> how much I love food because I, I connect. That's the way I connect the dots. Um, so it's it's one of those things where, you know, when you're passionate about something, I've met people that are passionate about music and people that are passionate about uh, health care and beauty. You hear it in their voice. Um, and you simply you take that passion and, and that drive um, and you use it to catapult, you know, your dream. But for me, um, my spiritual connection with God, my faith and my beliefs um, and along with my passion for food help drive me every single day. I love it. I love it. Oh, wow. Your story is great. <laughs> and just hearing you speak about it just gets me all excited about your company. I mean, in a year, in a year when we're talking again, you're going to be like, oh, I'm international now and we're all over the place. I have yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You'll blow it up in a year. Okay. So you, you're in these big retailers. You're, you've got your exposure on Shark Tank. So what are some of the challenges that you're having today? Challenges that I'm having today, um, figuring out what it will take to get me to my end goal. So my ultimate goal in food, uh, well, for Southern culture, is to really just turn Southern culture into an experience here in Atlanta. Um, you know, so manufacturing great food, coming up with more innovative products, but I would love for it to be a landmark in Atlanta which means, you know, more manufacturing space, uh, tours of how we make the products, a cafe, cooking school, you know, the ultimate food playground right here in Atlanta, um, and then maybe having an extension of that at Hartsville International Airport. Um, so right now I'm bringing on some advisors for my company, um, and with those advisors, the goal is to raise more capital because, you know, in Shark Tank, you need some capital. But in order to really realize your goal, you still need more money. And you hear that sometimes on Shark Tank, you know, you need this money now, but you're going to need money later. Mm-hmm. Every business is going to need more money later. So now that money later is how do I determine what that amount is? How do I get there? And how do I make this become a bigger, you know, reality for me? And I have about two years to do it. So um, that's one of the challenges that I face is, um, you know, kind of figuring that piece out. Um, The other piece is kind of, you know, we're kind of new to grocery. Uh, We've done a lot of department stores. We've done gifts and specialty. And, And that piece right there is 
it's not as hard as grocery when you have to pay sliding fees and you have to pay for shelf space. So um, that's a little daunting to me. And because of that, you know, I don't know the best way to deal with distributors. Um, we signed a deal with UNFI and we also um, are working with KEHI. With all of those things, you know, grocery stores want promotions. Mm-hmm. So manufacturers, coupons, all of those things are challenges that I face every day. And I'm just trying to figure out what's the best way to do that. So um, me bringing on an advisor uh, who has some experience with that, with distributors and grocery stores, is, is my solution to kind of getting help with that piece. Yeah, like the grocery world is completely different and so there's so many things and so many promotion and everybody wants a discount and everybody wants slotting fees and yeah it's a little crazy in that world mm-hmm. yeah so tell me what has been the number one best business lesson that you have learned this time that you have been in business um the best business lesson i learned is, is calculating cost and really understanding the cost of doing business um, you know, Shark Tank gives you the basics, um, you know, how much it costs you to make something, what's the cost of the cup, or what's the cost of the ingredients. But there's more cost to doing business. You know, you have to think about, do you have a facility, overhead of employees, insurance, uh, taxes that you might have to pay, uh, labor costs, uh, transportation costs. All of those go into your cost, and, you know, sometimes you can underestimate the true cost of what it takes for you to create a product, um, and who do you pass that cost on, on to the customer? Do you absorb those costs? You know, those types of things. So the biggest business lesson learned is, you you know, when you're pricing out your cost so that you can accurately price your product, you really need to know the true cost and consider everything, not just your basic ingredients and packaging and things of that nature. If you were giving um, tips to someone that's thinking about starting a business, what tips would you give them? Uh, My first tip is always start today. There's no reason to wait. You know, I I hear so many people, well, I've been thinking of ideas. I have this great idea, but I'm waiting on this to happen. or I'm waiting on that to happen, and then I'm going to get started. I'm going to wait for my kids to, uh, you know, I'm going to wait till they get out of daycare. When they go to public school, I'm going to get started. All you're saying is that, you know, you're putting your dream off. Why wait? There's no reason to wait, and I honestly feel like if you do something, if it's just one thing, if you accomplish one goal towards your dream every day, when you look back over 365 days, you know, you'll be amazed at what you've done. Absolutely. Yeah, start today. I agree with you. Um, I think the longer you wait, the more doubt and fear, you know, creeps in, and then Mm -hmm. you don't do anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've seen seen so many people. fail that way because they're afraid of failing you know um the second piece of advice is don't be don't be afraid to fail you learn your best lessons from failing because if you fail at something you know now you know what not to do so you're going to probably succeed um a lot sooner than what you think so um it's just not being you know fearful as well when you fear you don't you don't do those things that you need to do to, to take your business to the next level. You can't be afraid to call on buyers. Uh, you can't be afraid to say, hey, this is my business. This is what I do. Um, you can't be afraid of failure. You can't be afraid afraid of, of, of progressing and moving um, and taking it to another level. So, um, you know, my mom always says this, you know, when I, before I went on QVC and, you know, before she saw the show of me shooting shark, she's like, I'm just so scared. And I said, mom. You know, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. You know, you shouldn't be fearful. I'm not afraid. What are you afraid of? <laughs> it's me that's going on these shows. Um, I'm not afraid to fail. Right. You know, so, um, you know, when you're not afraid and you give it your all and you go out there and, you know, you just you give it 200 percent and that's all you can do. Tell me this. What are you excited about next? So you finished the Shark Tank. You got the QVC thing. You're working on those orders. What's exciting you right now? What do you, What's the next project? 
Next project. Um, okay, so Vivian, I have been approached by strangers. Uh, I, I've done the fancy food show, and um, you know, I've I've met people. I've done you know news segments in my local hometown, and I always get you know you're going to be on television one day. Um, you just have a natural you know personality for television. I've always wanted a cooking show. Um, that is a goal of mine, um, and I've actually approached a mentor that's locally here in Atlanta that loves what I'm doing and, and really wants to help me get reach that goal. Um, so I'm very excited about that because um, one of the things I didn't tell you earlier is the way I really started kind of taking my talent for food seriously later on in my life is I entered a cooking contest with the Food Network and Lee and Parents. Um, and I won a, I became the grand prize winner and won $10,000 and a trip to New York. Um, and it was all from shooting a video. Um, and it was the first video that I ever really shot. My husband shot it at home, but, um, you know, I was very impressed with the way that I was able to kind of, um, relate to the camera and I get it all the time. You know, you should, you should really, you know, look at doing television. It's always been, um, that secret dream of mine. So, um, I would love to do more television, um, and then ultimately writing a cookbook as well. I can write just an entire cookbook about bacon. And there's another one about pancakes, but uh, just combining all of those things and, and just writing some really awesome things. So I'm ex- I'm excited about those um, as well. And then new product. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll be working on some gourmet grits, uh, great flavors like truffle and sea salt and, you know, garlic and herb, uh, you know, flavor-infused stone ground grits and, um, you know, jams and pate de fruit and, and really, really cool things that we've always wanted to do. So um, Shark Tank has really, really helped us um, bring in more revenue so that we can grow accordingly. I have no doubt you'll get all these things done. None, 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 <laughs> none, none. <laughs> I just know that you're going to just tackle everything that you want to do and get it, get it done. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Erica, I really do appreciate you coming on the show and sharing the insights and the great stories and just everything that you have shared with us today. So tell the listeners how they can find uh, your products. Um, well, you can find our products on our website, which is a newly developed website. So this is a lot easier to shop. It's www.southernculture.com foods f-o-o-d-s.com once again that's southernculturefoods.com or you can also google uh short stacks pancake and waffle mix we're available on amazon as well um and a lot of other websites and then a lot of uh, your local grocery stores department stores so great place to go is to go to our website southernculturefoods.com and and grab our products and please give us a try we put our hearts into it it's all hand packed and handmade with love thank you so much erica for coming on the show you have a good night Thank you so much, Vivian. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that is my interview with Erica from Southern Culture Artisan Foods. I had a blast talking to her. She just, her energy is so great. I hope that you also enjoyed the show. If you have, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Otherwise, I will see you guys tomorrow.